welcome to the Godsy Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for women both inside and outside ministry. Hey, I got a topic that is going to make you love me or hate me, but I'm going to do it and willing to accept the consequences. You know what I'm going to talk about? Um, I don't know what to name it. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, but I'm going to just say what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the wife situation with African-American women in particular. Um, it's a thing um, for us to manage being wives when we have been mostly, most of us have been used to seeing female dominated households. Um, the woman was in charge and there's something that is in us and I think it is a survival mechanism that God put in us to help us survive. And I, th and, and, and so a lot of us, we live in survival mode. And the truth of the matter is, I think it was because of slavery. Um, with slavery, women of color endured the most egregious um, insults to our emotions, our body, our intellect, everything imaginable. We were raped, we were beaten, we were used, we were passed around, passed over. Um, it was it was our existence, okay? And with that, I feel like something's in our spiritual DNA that um, we have to survive and we're in survival mode. And I don't think it's all our fault. I don't think it's our fault at all, really. But I think that our men were similarly conditioned. They were emasculated. These The men couldn't be heads of households um, from the very start of their existence in this country. Um, in fact, one of the things that they did first was separate families so that they could dominate the woman because they saw the power of unity. And so the wicked slave masters of that time, they had to break these families apart. And so I feel like it's in the male the black male's um, spiritual DNA to fight against temptations to be to allow himself to be dominated. Um, that's what I think. I would love to hear what you think. And um, again, don't worry about hurting my feelings. I don't care. I don't. I don't care unless you're um, sleeping in my bed at night. Um, I'm okay with you disagreeing with me. I'm okay with that. I, you may even teach me a different way of looking at things. So tell me what you think. But um, some people think, oh, slavery's been gone for so many years. It's been over. Why are you black people always talking about it? No, because it is something in our spiritual component um, that is residing that we have to figure out how to deprogram almost at the um, cellular level of our being. And until we learn how to, to deal with it, it's going to keep happening. And some of the things that are hindering us as a race will keep happening. And so um, I feel like it's part of socialization and the cycle of socialization. And somehow I feel like it's spiritual too. So I mean, you heard the term break someone's spirit. I feel like if you break someone's spirit, they start a cycle of breaking other people's spirit. And it goes on and on and on and generation and generation and generation until you have this dysfunctional mass that nobody understands why they are the way they are. Hey, it started when people drug us over here. Okay, so I, I feel like one of the things I want to talk about and I think it needs to be talked about is the concept of a African-American woman being a wife. And I am an African-American woman, if you didn't know, <laughs> and I am a wife. And this is my actual, actually my second go around with it. And I was thinking while putting groceries away today that um, I was a terrible wife um, in my first marriage. And it wasn't that I did anything wrong or I um, was mean or that I had an affair or anything like that. It was more so that I didn't know what to do. 
okay i my mother is a strong black woman honey um a, a learned black woman a sophisticated black woman and she has um i saw her um in a lot of capacities and but the thing that i remember most is my mother's resilience uh, my mother was gunned down at one point um, by someone in a domestic violence situation my mother was she came back from almost death she gave her life to the Lord and God changed her whole life okay and so my mother was a strong is a strong black woman and ironically I picked that up from her my grandmother who I spent really most of my time with because uh, my mother worked my grandma what well I'll say this my my dad was not the um, he was a strong man but he was not an assertive man okay I'll say that um, very kind man but he acquiesced he was an acquiesced type man not a wimp I wouldn't say that because I've seen him kick some butt and I've seen him get people straight um, but I think with my mom he was different with her because um, of the that spiritual DNA thing I think that another part of it was my grandmother my big mama was honey she was one of the most bitter um, women I'll just say it my big mama was mean and um, she had, I think she was mean because she had been mistreated by my grandpa who went and married another woman. Um, he divorced her and married another woman. So my dad saw this strong, overbearing almost, will shoot you in the leg kind of woman. And so when he married my mom, hey, she, she was like, I'm standing my ground, brother. This is the way it's going to be. And so I feel like these cycles okay they continue themselves so my grandmother is my blessing I got to see her group with her group with my mom working so much and um, and she worked where she would put her suit on and go on into work um, my grandma took care of me and I saw for a short period in my life before my grandpa died how she interacted with my grandpa how she served him um, how I used to think wow she fixes his plate wow you know, he complains and she's like, oh, Saul, <laughs> you know, I mean, she was just this sweet spirit. Some of it was her personality, but I think a lot of it was godly wisdom. She spent so much time in the word that her, 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 um, she wasn't insecure. Her confidence was set in God alone. And so with that, I was like, I think she didn't feel like she had to prove anything to her husband. So she pick her battles, right? She was, cause she was no chump, but she would pick her battles. And I think to, one of the things she taught me is prayer. I think she would pray about him if he was cutting up. Now my grandpa was a man of God, a pastor, but he was stern. I'm talking strict, um, stern church of God in Christ pastor. Um, and I think that he was totally old school. So grandma probably had him test her from time to time, but she came in a different, came up in a different time. She loved the Lord and some of it was her personality. So fast forward years later, this is all, this is in my spiritual DNA. And if you think about it, they, um, pretty much outrank one and out, I guess they outvote my grandmother's temperament, the women who, um, inspired me to be a woman, um, my big mama and my mama that's two against one and you throw in my the, the beautiful woman my grandpa married my grandma Mary who was very laid-back um, very supportive of her husband uh, again I'm she's no chump she was no chump but I see her interact with my grandpa with love with kindness with consistency um, and she had a servant spirit toward him and so really it kind of you see it is two and two is what I grew up seeing and um, being able to be around um, a couple 
that pastored my church as a young woman, the Cofields. I saw how Sister Cofield interacted in terms of manage and how she managed ministry. In fact, she's probably my most influential influence. So I say all this to say that the today's black woman has a lot of different messages. But the blessing that I had and the advantage that I had that a lot of black women didn't have is I got to see marriage up close and personal. Okay, from my grandma oh, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but really, none of my mom's siblings stayed married. It was kind of jacked up. So I was so but so my persona became the strong black woman persona, that traditional, you know, I got my I literally got my fist up in the air um, kind of persona. And I think that when you bring that into a marriage, you're in trouble because you have a man who has spiritually been emasculated. Okay, he's been masculine. Um, his masculine identity in culture is really tripped up because he can't even walk down the street without side eyes or white men being intimidated by him. Come on, I'm telling you the truth. Okay, um, I tell, I'm telling you what I've seen in my experience. Okay, so with that, you bring together these two people and personas, and you got a hot mess. You got a hot mess because it starts from a place of dysfunction. So I feel like the blessing is that um, Jesus died so that we can have a new spiritual DNA. If you saw my Godsy Girl post, you saw where I took a picture of something that my cousin, um, her book that she wrote. I'm just going to see if I could find it. I'm not really prepared to share it because I didn't think I would. But my cousin wrote something so super cool that I took a picture of it. And her book is called... The, uh, called Power to Become, and it's her name is Sharon L. Hamilton, because there's another Sharon Hamilton out there, but Sharon L. Hamilton. And what she said is, what's so amazing and supernatural is with spiritual adopted, adoption comes a rebirth. This is on page 15 in the book. Upon our rebirth, the spiritual DNA of the Father, capital F, that once lay dormant is revived within our character. Okay, so here's the thing. All that stuff, the slavery, the the uh, modeling of socialization, all that is erased when we come to Jesus Christ. Okay, so that tells me I don't have to be a bad wife. I can be um, vulnerable to my husband. I can have a servant spirit. Let me tell you something so cool. My husband, when we were dating, and no, actually, actually, it was when we got engaged, he started saying something often, and I wonder if he even remembers it. He would always say, we'll be okay if we, as we serve one another. And the, that was a really good one for me because I didn't think of it at the time as much. But the truth of the matter is marriage is about service. If you're going to marry a man who doesn't have a servant spirit towards you and a nurturing, caring spirit towards you, you've got a problem. Get rid of that joker. Don't marry him. Okay. If he won't inconvenience himself to be a blessing to you, get rid of him. Okay. Because I do. Okay. I know what you're thinking. People can change. People can get better. Blah, blah, whatever, whatever. Because here's the thing. That can happen, but that's a crapshoot. Okay? You got to look at the heart of a person now. They may not know how to butter your toast. Okay? But if they got a servant's heart, they will eventually learn how to butter your toast. All right? Um, so here's the thing. If you've got a man who is not going to inconvenience himself for you, then you don't need to do life with him. That's my thing. You need to, to wait. Date for a little longer. See who that joker is, okay? And flip side, if you're a woman and you don't have a servant attitude towards your your future husband or your husband, you need to get that right, okay? Because your husband 
is actually as God says the head of the house now I hear the the proud black women I ain't got to serve him why do I need to he need to fix my plate sometimes you're right he should fix your plate sometimes I love it when my husband fix my plate sometimes but here's the thing I serve him more because He's a black man that goes out into this world and has to navigate this structure where people automatically think less of him just because of the way he looks. So when he comes home, yeah, he's a king. Okay. When he come home, he's going to have a meal waiting for him. Even if I done fell asleep before he got here, that's way the way it works. If I forgot to wash, which is possible because I ain't perfect. I will go and steal a towel from another bathroom. And when he gets up <laughs> to wash up or take a shower, it'll be one towel, one washcloth in there because he's going to be taken care of. All right. I'm not perfect. I'm still learning too. But here's the thing. If somebody is not showing you a servant heart when you're dating them, you better run. If they're not checking on you all the time to make sure you're okay. And I don't mean no stupid text message. Shut up with that. Shut up. What if Jesus texted your salvation? Get out of here. If they're not calling you, coming to see about you, okay, they ain't the one, okay, pray them away. <laughs> and by that, I mean, say, God, if he ain't for me, get him out of here, all right? So be present, physically, visibly present with the person you're going to marry or the person you're in love with or the person you're dating. You're showing them who you are. Okay, and you ain't got 10, 15 years to learn this like I did. I had to learn a lot of this. I didn't know to do this. Okay, I had to learn it. So who got time to do all that? My husband and I always say, my God, if we'd have met earlier, how much we could have done, been, experienced together. Who has time for that second marriage stuff? Come on. You know, look at with your eyes, your spiritual eyes. People show you who they are. And they show you that um, their, their spiritual DNA, where it lies. If you got somebody who's selfish, always thinking about themselves, come on. What do you need them to do? Hit you with a hammer? I mean, come on. They are not ready. They are not it for you. They are not there for you. Why would you marry them? Why would you even propose to them? I don't get it. They're not in church all the time. They don't go to church. That's another strike. You know, come on. They're rude to you. They're uncaring towards you. They're, that's, your, that's your tip. That's your hint right there. Because here's the secret. When people get married, very often do they get better. Alright? Nine times out of ten, they really show their behind to you then. Because they got you. So if you see jacked up stuff now, <laughs> get ready baby. Because once you say, I do... They're going to show you the real deal. So I'm going to tell you, yes, as African Americans, we got some jacked up stuff to deal with. You know what I mean? We have to let God replace our stony heart with a heart of flesh. That's what I always pray. I'm like, God, I ain't got nothing to prove to my husband. He knows I'm a strong black woman. Why do I got to prove that by treating him badly? No, no. One of the, the I think the biggest enemies to um, women in general is what about me? What about me? We always say, oh, I do all this for him, but what about me? Come on. That's immature. That's a toddler. If that's the way you think, you're a spiritual toddler. You know what I mean? A husband is going to take care of his wife. He's going to provide for his wife. He's going to come home at night. Okay? He is going to be there to cover her in prayer. He's going to cover her financially. That's what a husband does. He's going to listen to her problems. All right? I mean... Flip side, a wife's going to support her husband. She's going to love her husband and honor him. 
honor him means that she's going to put biscuits in the oven when he's hungry and she's going to butter them for him when he gets out and if he says baby feed me she'll do it she'll do it because that's honoring her husband okay we are all so caught up on this concept of i'm falling in love falling in love is a stupid term love is a commitment it's a commitment to do life with somebody and serve them and be present with them and not let anybody scare you off from loving them okay because here's the thing when you start getting around these other sisters who number two most of them didn't keep a man didn't get a man to even marry him and they'd be like girl you do all that for him you so great you crazy i would not be doing all that for him how how healthy is their relationship how healthy is their marriage how long have they been married how happy is their marriage okay these are questions you have to ask yourself before you listen to these dummies who are sometimes your own mama, aunt, and cousin when they try to tell you how to treat your man. Now, here's the thing. Until you're married, it ain't, it all bets are off, okay? I don't feel like you got to butter his biscuit all the time. You just have to have a servant heart, okay? But you have to have a heart to serve him. So, here's the thing. I am just frustrated, number one, with the breakdown of marriages and relationships. Um, I see people date for five minutes and they break up. And it's like, I fell out of love. Um, that kind of stuff. Shut up with that. Love is a commitment first. Okay. Look at other cultures. Other cultures have arranged marriages. They don't get to fall in love. And guess what? Most of them jokers stay married for life. There's something we can learn from that. I, I have friends in African culture. And their, mo their mom and daddy picked out their mate. You know. And it's like, okay, I don't feel goosebumps all the time. But I'm committed to him. And then love often follows. Hey, Pastor George Westlake, Dr. George Westlake used to say that it, once you do the actions, the feelings will follow. So do loving things towards your mate and the feelings will follow. You can't go by what you feel all the time. You could be constipated and feel like you're going to have a bowel movement. And you go in there and nothing happens but air. You can't trust feelings. What happens is the end result, the product. Okay, the end result is you serving that person, loving that person, making that commitment come alive to that person. That's what you worry about. Feelings come later. Feelings are deceptive. Feelings will trick you every single time. Don't trust feelings. Okay, I love you. I know this was a tough one, and this was one that I was thinking I'm going to air in April, but I'm going to air it now because I just was thinking about some things, and I'm like, there's things that people got to hear, things that have to be said, and nobody talks about that strong black woman um, persona in our um, culture. We don't talk about how it, it does help us, but it does hurt us. It hurts us sometimes. And that's why a lot of us that we keep having a cycle of broken marriages or we keep ending or we keep ending relationships before they even advance to marriage. OK, so I'm like I'm talking to the brothers and the sisters tonight. You know, have your sense about you. OK, do not go into a marriage with someone who is 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 selfish, who is weak and who is always thinking of themselves and not present don't do it now before i go on i just thought of something i know several people getting married and i'm not talking about any one person not one person is in my mind right now i'm gonna be very honest with you um i, I, I was just thinking as i was saying that i should probably be careful because my son's getting married um I, I she was not in my mind when i was talking about this i was thinking about something i saw on television um honestly on this show called the real and um, I was listening to these young women and I was like, uh-huh, that's why, you know what, you putting this out in the world and these young women are watching you on TV and they are coming up with this stupid mess because they see it on television and you can be a strong black woman, but you're going to be alone, okay, for the rest of your life.
because you're not going to have the tools that it takes to have a relationship. The best relationship you'll ever have in your life is with Jesus Christ. And guess what he did for you? He served you. All right. Remember that moving forward. Thank you for listening. I love you. That's it for now. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find me online at godsygirl.com or marriedtoapastor.com. Yeah, I'm still a YouTuber, so check me out there at Godsy Girl Terry. Be sure to subscribe. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram at Married to a Pastor Life Godsy Girl. I'm on Amazon as well. Check out my creative t-shirts. Just put in Amazon and then type in Godsy Girl and hit search. I'm all over the place. God bless you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, you stay encouraged.